Anyway, that's why they call me Ganondorf Sex Parrot. Welcome everyone to Podquisition. I'm your host, Jim Sterling, and I'm joined, as always, by Laura Kate. Hello. Hello, I am here. I am I am tired. I've been travelling too much, and my body is drained of all life force, and I fear that I may return to the ground from whence I came. That sounds like you have done work. I, I've done work. I've been doing doing travels, uh, uh, I, I've been to secretive places I cannot yet mention to do all sorts of interesting articles I cannot yet mention. Ooh, the tiredness We've been of secrets. To a place. <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful voice you're hearing is Gavin, who I managed to introduce in almost inside of a minute. I am not. I am Maybe Bjork. In a I am Bjork, not Gav. Oh, but okay, it's Bjork instead. Oh, what happened to Gavin this week? Did I'm on a mountain on an island. What? Why are you recording from a mountain on an island rather than Gavin? Because it's very beautiful place to be. Very beautiful. I, I don't doubt that it's the inside of a TV. I don't doubt that's a very beautiful place to be, but 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 that doesn't answer our question as to where Gavin is. I go get him. Okay, is, <laughs> is he, he's in a hidden place. He's in a hidden place. Is it near the the, the top of the mountain? <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Sorry. Hello. Hey, uh, Hello, God, between Bono and Bjork invading my studio, Jesus. So it, I mean, it's it's a whirlwind <laughs> of celebrities. Here's my yeah. here's my question. Like, did did you get Bjork on the show purely like so that Jim wouldn't be able to introduce you in under a minute? He tried. He tried. No, she's over here doing some guest vocals on the new album, you know. Oh. That's good. That's good. I can't wait. Get her on one of your Game of Thrones songs. I, I can't yeah, wait. It's called, it's called Medusa Oblongata. I, nice. I can't wait to see you post a selfie with Bjork, who is in the studio with you. Defos. Yeah. Ask her about that time she walloped that reporter. <laughs> I remember she that. Right, she had the right idea Be- before everyone else got on board with the whole fake she, news shit. <laughs> she was always a trendsetter. That, that's the thing about Bjork. Always has been, always will be a trendsetter. Bjork, Bjork living out the fantasy of pe- the people that Jim writes about. Be-, <laughs> be careful asking her about that time she punched a reporter, because that does sound like you asking a question like a reporter might ask it and she might punch you. I don't want to get punched by Bjork. Yeah. I reckon she... I mean, well, I've seen it. I, I've seen her wail on that reporter. That was one of my early childhood memories, is, is that being Bjork, on the, uh, the news. Bjork's a warrior. She's a, yeah. a, a, a warrior by the looks of that, that punch she swung. She's a fucking levier. Don't, yeah. don't mess about with Bjork. <laughs> Just don't. You should not All right. mess around with you, Bjork. Don't, Bjork. I mean... There's I mean, a video, by the way, when you have finished with our wonderful podcast, go onto YouTube and Google Bjork explains the inside of a TV. It's one of the most okay. amazing, amazing, adorable videos you'll ever watch. I don't think I've ever it's seen her that. at I, I, like age 20 or so mm-hmm. taking apart a telly and talking about it. Oh, <laughs> that actually sounds awesome. I, I might do that once we finish recording. She gets she gets unreasonably excited about like looking at the insides of a telly. I would totally subscribe to a YouTube channel that was just weekly videos of Bjork taking apart technology and explaining what all the parts of it were in a very soft voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I mean if there was a Patreon for that, like my money would be going straight into it. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty much what the video is. She's like, if you look at the circuits, they look like a little city. <laughs> uh, oh, she's awesome. Um, and then amazing. when you're done with that, 
watch the Outside Quiet video because we all remember that one. Ah, uh, yeah, that is a great song. I never really, really liked really it really at the song. time because I was one of those annoying hipster Bjork fans. But <laughs> listening back now, I think I can appreciate it a lot more as the nice. great pop song that it was. That's another uh, Gav's Music Corner, which Sorry. I love having. No, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Like, it, it delays talking about video games, which I hate talking about because I hate video games. All of them, even the ones I like. Even with well, that. all game journalists hate video games. This isn't, like, uh, everyone knows that. <laughs> even, with, even with, like, Gav's Music Corner, we might get to video games within the first five minutes, which is a minor miracle. That's fucked up. That's well, we've fucked said up. it's just past five minutes now, but we did say the word video games. Yeah, we we, we sort of we're moseying towards video games. Like video games are down the corridor, and we're taking a leisurely walk there. I watched a movie called Mr. Jones last night. What is Mr. Jones? I've no, I, I don't think I've ever heard of this film. It's Reclusive a documentary artist. about people booking themselves into rehab from being Counting Crows fans. Am I right? One hundred percent right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, hmm, films. Video games. Should we do a video game chat? Why not? Near the start of the show, we'll do a video game Dr. so that... Dr. Chosen Me. <laughs> it only took us five minutes to get to a video game. Dr. Chosen Gavin, don't distract us from video games. There's Bethesda news this week. I'm sorry, thinking uh, about that song at that moment was very funny to me. You know, um, sorry, that's, so, that's one of those songs that should be banned from parties because, okay, a party's already ruined as, long, uh, as soon as some <laughs> cunt picks up an acoustic guitar and starts singing. But when they play that song, it's like 50 verses long and there's only one fucking line that everyone knows. And it's a Mr. Jones. And it's like you're waiting for that it's, bit to come along and then it's gone. It's the it's five like, golden rings. It's yeah. it's the five golden rings of relatively low key parties at someone's flat. Yeah, and it's like as soon as that comes on, you know some other cunt's going to play creep right after it and completely ruin the party. <laughs> that one, I yeah, that one I can't brook at a party at a, at a feel good event. I could do without creep being played. Yeah, what you don't want to see all the people who get way too into that song and be like, oh, you're the person I should maybe stay away from at the party. Like, it's usually, it might be a good indicator, like, okay, what's everyone's emotional state at this party, and where do I want to avoid if I want to have, like, the fun time as opposed to the sad, drunk cry time? Think of creep as masturbation. It's perfectly healthy and natural to indulge in it, but you don't do it in the middle of a party. No. Unless it's a very, very specific party. If you must pick up a guitar at a party, play, like, Twist and Shout or something. Something fun. So... You, you say that, that, that creep is like masturbation. Um, that's not going to stop me from just doing a little bit here on the podcast. I'm a creep. I'm no, no, a weirdo. No, no. Embargo on well, that. Embar- embargo on I any of that. Here? I don't belong here. Uh, it continues. It continues. That, that's... You happy? No, no. no you've you had enough. Want? That's plenty. Step back. <laughs> Let's step back. You wanted to talk about video games, I believe. Well, see, I was going to try, and then you all, you didn't want to go down that segue, so I was like, fine. I'll oh, no, 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 it sounds so big segway. now. No, 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 no. Video games sounds like the best subject. <laughs> I've ever mentioned how much I love all of them, even the ones I hate. So is this now, like, have I discovered the secret to wrangling you both in a podcast into talking about video games is I just have to start singing Creep, and then you'll talk about video games? 
let's just talk about what happened. Like, like, what's going on? What's in the news? What's going on this that, week? That's, that's all I can think about right now is video. We games. have Bethesda news this week. Uh, Pete Hines uh-huh. was, was, was at a games convention and being interviewed, and he made an earth-shattering announcement to everyone. He said in this interview, um, you know, we've got, we've got games left coming out, you know, before the end of the year. We've got this, we've got that, we've got these DLCs. And we've got an unannounced project that hasn't even been announced yet that will be released before the end of 2017. Yeah, it's probably going to be a what? fucking Evil Within card yeah, game. So if, That's what it's well, going to be. Everyone was like, oh, okay, new Bethesda game in the next, like, three months. That's pretty cool. You know, we'll set our expectations right. It's probably something small. And then Pete Hines thought, oh, shit, it is three months, isn't it? I fucked up. So... Yeah, there are two updates to this story. The first one is, like, a few hours after this story did the rounds on all the news sites, because there was video of him saying this, so people quoted him saying it and made news stories out of it, as you do. He basically, on Twitter, said, I was just rambling. Don't worry about what I said there. Don't worry about that. Ignore it. As usual. As usual, Pete Hines said something and everyone presumed that it was something to do with Bethesda the developer instead of Bethesda the publisher. No, no, even more than that, just like he 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 claimed that this very undeniable sentence he said didn't mean anything. Like he apparently <laughs> just like accidentally rambled the sentence there is a Bethesda game that has not yet been announced that is releasing before the end of 2017. That's an accidental thing he rambled. So you just do that, like you go on a stage and talk shit. Like that's, yeah. it seems odd. It seems <laughs> odd that Bethesda's play is to have a person like <laughs> give a statement that he's just shit. So there is a, there is a follow up to that, <laughs> that story. Yeah. Which is that like, apparently Pete Hines did mean what he said, but that it was some kind of, inside joke that he said during an interview so here is his follow-up statement (laughs) i'm positive i knew what i was saying in the interview it was a joke i was making to mr matty who i assume is the person who was interviewing him but but that's (laughs) he says it so straight face like in the interview he says uh we have a ton of stuff going on and we even have a game coming out this year that we haven't told anyone about yet they can wait it won't be so long (laughs) i'm i'm laughing already can you can you imagine if in a couple of weeks they just come out with this trailer for their new fucking open world space exploration game? Oh, and that would now, be well, that would be awesome. That's kind yeah. of what people initially assumed when he made this statement. Is like there were rumors of that big space Bethesda game at E3. It's like, oh, is that going to get announced like really unexpectedly and be out like end of December? Because that, that would be, be amazing. It if wouldn't Pete be Hines re- made himself yeah. look silly. It, it would just be just to curveball us. <laughs> it wouldn't be ridiculous because like. What was the oh, gap guys, between Fallout nice. 4 being revealed and released? That was, what, like four months? So a three-month turnaround for a Bethesda game wouldn't be ridiculous, but... Mm. I mean, I, well, I they just like to also do that, follow... don't they? They like to announce... They like to wait till something's almost finished before announcing it. i got to follow what Gav said. He said Pete's nice. He is. I'm, n- he I'm is. not having a crack. He is a lovely bloke, but that is silly. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like, um, initially he said people should ignore it. Uh, his his defense was like, probably just had a concussion from the beating I took online and was rambling. <laughs> then he said that was yeah. a joke that some people didn't get. 
Then he said that he was being serious, but that it was a joke only for the interviewer to get. That's just, it, 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 that's what it is. It's like the, the conflicting explanations and, like, I'm no closer to knowing what the fuck he yeah, meant. Like, I'm no I, closer to knowing. All, I, all, I, all I've gathered is, do like, what, just I, I, don't worry about it. It's, it's a load of shite. I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people who make a little joke online that everyone takes the wrong way. (laughs) I I have empathy for that in some cases, but I have less empathy when your joke is in an interview saying we have a new game out before the end of this year that we haven't announced yet, which is like a It's not about the joke, it's just about... It's just so confusing it, to the point no, where I'm still confused no, now like after he, two explanations. He, he, he I think didn't... to me what happened there is that he he probably meant there I think there is probably gonna be a smaller Bethesda title announced this year. There's gonna be some like I said the evil within card game is a joke, but it yeah. probably will be something disappointing like that. Yeah. But even Or even maybe if, not disappointing, maybe something good, yeah, but I don't think it's if, gonna be the if big If that's the case, then why is he saying that his first statement was a joke? Because the internet goes crazy when they hear things. <laughs> like, you know, if, if that was the case and it's something small, maybe say, he yes, was told, it's, say, Maybe say, he was told by someone, oh, we're not ready to yeah. talk about that yet. So it, back, yeah. backtrack on that. It, it does seem a bit Zen, of an odd someone mess. Someone in Zenimax probably told him, no, no. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, if you had either said, like, yeah, it's a thing that's happening, just, like, keep your expectations in check, or if it's... Mm. Like, no, it's not a thing. If he'd explained how it was a joke, like, if he'd explained what the joke was meant to be... You know what I sometimes uh, wonder? What do you wonder? So, I can... From my point of view, right, when I have a song that's ready to go and I want everyone to hear it and I haven't announced it, it's, like, agonising. And I usually usually only have to wait a few days. Can you imagine what it's like when you're a developer? And Fallout 4 is the perfect example because no one knew that was coming from years. Can you imagine being a developer on that and you're nearly finished it and no one knows it exists and every day you have fans screaming at you for it and you're just like, God, I can't wait for people to actually play this. I don't think this is a big deal. agonizing wait. I I don't think this story is a big deal. I just think it's funny. Exactly. It's it's uh, a silly (laughs) situation um, that, you know, hopefully people weren't being uncharacteristically, you know, lacking in, he- well, I say uncharacteristically, probably characteristically given social media, just lacking in humour about it and acting like complete arseheads. Um, it, it, it just seems to me to be a funny, the situation itself and the bizarre explanations. It's just a, a humorous occurrence. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that's just like, I find it amusing that this is a story that went back and forth as much as it did. It was a weird story. Weird little story. Like I say, I still don't know what the fuck any of it means. I I have no clearer of a sense of if Bethesda have anything to release in 2017 than I previously did, in spite of, like, three different statements. Yeah. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, L.A. Noir's getting, getting remastered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it, they, it's coming. They out will super- never make another one, will they? But they will keep keep doing it with that one. Yeah, the the remaster's coming out really soon. It's apparently in November. It's getting a remaster on um, PS4 and Xbox One. And if you've got like the Pro or the Xbox One X, it's got it's going to have 4K. It's having a VR version of some kind, where like seven of the the mysteries are being made into VR missions. And there's a Switch version as well. Oh. Yeah. I had a really cool. good time with that game. Don't know if I'd ever replay it. 
particularly I, given the ending, but I, don't I know. think I would now. Like yeah. it's been been many years now. How, how many um, years ago did I'm that come out the first go. time? Oh fuck! I want to say I can't even remember. It was such a long time phenomenal, ago. Phenomenal, um, phenomenal soundtrack. Can quickly look game. it up. I'm, I'm looking it up now. Young... Oh, okay. Uh, it came out. Uh, six years ago, six and a half years six ago. Six years ago. Yeah. By the Hello. way, if if you all have never heard my LA Noir song, go listen to that because that is some good shit. I got some real jazz musicians in for that song, like sax players and and, and pianists and stuff, and it's wicked. Go listen to it. <laughs> like it's it's been collusion. Long, it's been long enough that I'm I'm up for going back to that game. Um, mm. I the idea of VR missions is interesting but not interesting enough for me to like bother setting up a vr setup to do um mm. i i will probably end up picking it up on the switch and just playing a bit of it here and there but like i'm i'm glad that that game's playable in more places and it's nice to see something rockstar made on a nintendo device for the first time in god knows how long now they um published or helped make because it was team bondy that uh Made it, and then they went out of business straight after, which was sad. But then apparently it was quite mismanaged. Yeah. Did it sell well? I think it it sold pretty well, didn't it? I remember there being I a lot of okay. hype about it. I don't yeah. think it did bad. I will do some live fact-checking. We'll find out how certainly, it sold. <laughs> um, certainly Rockstar wants to get their money's worth. Oh. I know it was expensive. Okay, so uh, about... About a year after it released, it had sold, uh, it had shipped five million copies. Uh, about a year after it released, uh, I don't not know. Too bad. I don't know yeah, what it's at now, good. but it was at about probably, five million after a year. Probably not what they wanted, considering the budget that they spent. on Oh yeah, them. I mean it was it was a huge undertaking because you've got all that facial capture stuff and, and, and a, all the celebrities you're paying point, for, and an absolutely pointlessly huge world. It really yeah. was big. Like you just needed to drive from place to place. You only needed roads to there go from place to place. There was nothing to do in that big, amazing, no. beautiful, gorgeously rendered LA. <laughs> no, I think what was it? You could just like find some cars. Yeah, if I recall correctly, you could find different cars. There were some fun cars. Could you find. even run over pedestrians? Didn't you like get? In I think trouble they always it? sidestepped, or you. Yeah. I, I know you got in trouble oh. for. Property damage, if I recall correctly. I, I know oh, that, that you... was such an annoying mechanic. <laughs> it one, was a bit of a pisser. One thing I did love about running things over is that when you're leaving a crime scene, you can reverse away from the crime scene and then drive very quickly at the crime scene and contaminate the whole crime scene, run over the body that you were investigating. <laughs> you uh, know what? You, you get an instant game over. These, there's, you know, with it's so funny because there's, there's been a lot of talk uh, from like mainstream media about how like so many games like GTA you always played these awful criminals and stuff. But after playing the cops, made me realize why we play criminals so much because we want that freedom. We want to be able to just go mad. It's not fun to drive within the lines and stop at the lights. You know, like we've Fucking all tried Mafia it two. in GTA. Oh my god, Mafia Two! If yeah. a if a car came up and rear-ended you, the cops would get out and start shooting at you. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. I certainly in 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 many GTA games would try for like less than a minute to do that. Mm. Oh, I know. I will go when the light is green, and it just takes one light, and I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, I'm driving on the curb. Doing a bit of cursory research, uh, apparently L.A. Noir sold 
below expectations, which means what we probably surprise. aren't going to get a not, sequel, not but they will squeeze any more sales out of it they can. Yeah. I feel like we're going to be talking about Rockstar and off. I think I feel like you know the way last year was like from year. I feel like next year is going to be Rockstar year. I feel like oh, we're well, going to yeah. be talking about them. They got stuff coming year. out. Well, yeah. I know there's I know there's Red Dead Two coming out next. It, supposedly next year unless it gets pushed Un- back um unless i'm mistaken got? that's gonna be by far the biggest game of the year right i i, mean, I feel like it's gonna be one of the big things of the year Have, is there anything i else feel like chicken year? tonight like chicken tonight <laughs> like chicken tonight there's a reference uh they still couple- do that they still sell i know they still sell chicken tonight they still do com- like commercials where they go um, i feel like chicken tonight like chicken tonight did you guys finish the Destiny 2 campaign? There's a lovely cutscene with the chicken. <laughs> I have finished the campaign. I have finished the campaign. I yeah. did see the lovely chicken. <laughs> and I want I want that to be a new Destiny class. Mm. I want it to be Hunter, Titan, Chicken. I, I want I, a chicken emblem. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the main thing we've all been playing this week. Is now mm. a good time for just us to just talk some will more we, Destiny 2 for a bit? Will, will we quickly mention the other remaster that got announced before oh, we go to move on to yeah, Destiny? Yeah, we can get that out of the way. Uh, Okami, Okami HD is happening. There's a, a port of Okami that's coming to the PS4, Xbox One and PC. Speaking of games that will probably never see the light of day again, but yeah. the publisher will want to make their money back on that, however many years it takes. That's yeah. good for it, though. Yeah. There's one change they could make to that game, right? That yeah. Would immensely increase my enjoyment of a replay, and that's mm. to give me a button to make the dialogue go by instantly rather than having yeah. to wait for it to go blooker, 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 blooker. Uh, agreed. Uh, there's no mention in the press release of that being a thing, unfortunately. Uh, the yeah. main things that are different are the game never came to PC originally, so now you can get it on PC. If you're playing it on the PS4 Pro, Xbox One, or PC, it's got 4K support. 60 but, FPS or 30? Uh, they have not said the FPS. Probably 30. Um, one, there's one very baffling addition they've made to all versions of it. Yeah. There is an option to play it in 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Oh, uh, I suppose that was what it was originally released in, wasn't it? I, yeah. I get that. Maybe people want it for nostalgia, I suppose. or Maybe, but like... I, but I, if you do, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I, I get that argument for like 2D side-scrolling retro games because like, oh, there's something changed by being able to see more of the, the, the game world. For, like, 3D movement games, if you have the option of a decent widescreen mode, I don't see why you would have 4x3 in your options. But I guess if people yeah. wanted it, it's Be there. careful! It'll turn out to be a colorblind option again. Ah, uh, uh, 4x3 is colorblind. You'll be in trouble. Um, the one thing that does seem odd to me is that there's no Switch port for it, because... Yeah, it seems like, like it, the perfect place to put it, doesn't it? Yeah, because it's got a touchscreen, it's got yeah. motion controls, which both work pretty well for Akami, and... And it would be a wonderful game to play portable. Yeah, well, maybe it, they just it, didn't want to do easy. it. Okami, maybe they it? didn't want to, like, build that function in it for the Switch, but people would wonder where it was if it was on the Switch. They're so like, fuck it, uh, we just want to make some quick money back off this thing. I, I it, guess, but then, even then, the, the Wii version had motion controls. So it probably wouldn't be that difficult to give it motion controls. 
because they come really in. not because the they are very, they're, they're different it's systems. a very accessible yeah, yeah. an easy game and it would be a lovely one to just pick up and like fiddle yeah. around with on the couch you and, know and if anything else like it's a port of a ps2 game like if you, if you can't get that to run on the switch something's wrong like it se- it seemed like such an easy low ball to throw it on there but i guess Maybe Control it, schemes might know. be they, the reason. They might announce it at the Nintendo thing in which they're also going to announce Bayonetta 3. Oh, the Nintendo Direct happening tonight when we record, but yesterday for people listening. Mm. Yeah, so this podcast um, already out of date. Don't oh yeah, no. Don't, uh, all, all I will say is don't hold your breath for that. Uh, for, for Okami or anything special. like well, No one's holding their breath if they're listening. Let's, let's pretend um, we've seen the Bayonetta 3 trailer. What do you think of the new mechanics? I think they look pretty cool. Oh, I, I love that Like they replaced... You know how previously her hair on her head was what was magic and did all the powers? Yeah. I like yeah. that they changed it so now it's her pubic hair that does all of that. Like That's uh, mm. such, such a brave choice. Mm. Pubic combat, the ultimate battle. That's, yeah. that's the... That's the sub. The sub. I like the multiplayer mode as well, where you um, fire your pubes at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> I've I've seen a bunch of people like today as we're recording this saying, "Oh, Wakami HD for the Switch is going to get announced at the Nintendo Direct." Um, I don't believe that's happening because, like, the first we knew of Akami getting a port was a month ago. I I wrote about it because a bunch of European retailers had it in their stock systems. And all of them had PS4 and Xbox One. They didn't have PC because it's digital only on PC. None of those retailers had Switch listed. So I'm like... And also it got rated by ratings boards in Korea, I believe it was. And they had ratings for PS4, Xbox One, PC, not for Switch. So don't well, Laura, hold your... I, yeah. I don't know if you're right, but because you're not confirming my own bias, <laughs> I'm going to get really angry with you on Twitter now. Yeah, so like I get why people like considering it got announced within a day of a direct were hoping for it. I'm just like, nah, it's not gonna happen. It's it's a shame. I yeah, you are a bad journalist for not saying the things we want to hear. Though. Well, look, this it, let let's be <laughs> let's say this is one of those situations that if we're wrong about it, we'll be happy. Oh, I'll be ecstatic if I'm wrong. I couldn't be happier if I'm wrong because I'd again, I'm happy this game's getting a remaster. I would have loved it on the Switch because. It's the Where's kind my of game, Killer 7 remake? That's what I want to fucking know. It's it's one of those games that, like, if it came out on every platform, I'd actually choose the Switch to play it on. Because yeah, it's that kind of a Yeah, a it's, thing, it's you know? a PS2 era RPG with, that has, like, good touch controls. Yeah. I'd like that on a on a nice touch handheld. Uh, yeah, do we want to talk about Destiny? Because yeah. I think we've been... All we've been playing this week is Destiny. That is a video game. Yes. I, I, it's the only one I've played this week so far. I downloaded Maze, but I haven't played it yet. My my vague thoughts, like having finished the campaign now, are, oh heck, that was more of an enjoyable single player campaign than I went in expecting after playing the first Destiny. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it my review's plot. going up today. <laughs> at the time of recording, it will be up yesterday. If you listen to this when it goes out, and yeah, yeah, pretty great Can game. I, can I make a prediction about your review, Jim? Yeah. I'm guessing, knowing you, that you quite liked Gaul as a villain in how over-the-top and silly he was. Uh, I actually didn't mention him. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't. I didn't have much to say about the story. Um, yeah. Because it was so brief. It wasn't bad. Yeah. And it wasn't, I liked the... It wasn't super, let's be no, honest. No, I liked that there was one. 
Like, yeah. there was enough to invest me in the universe and let me care more about the, you yeah. know, the antagonists and everything. Yeah. I thought Gould was okay. Um, he was... Very calm. Again, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was... I am God. Those sort of big, you know, strength for strength's sake type of ha- villains aren't really my bag. Ha- have you seen the meme going around, guys, about how be careful who you make fun of in middle school? Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> And they have the um, um, the grunts from Halo. <laughs> God, <laughs> that actually was one of the criticisms I had about Destiny Two, and and the first one is is mm. Bungie really could stand to diversify its aliens because yeah. I always feel like I'm fighting some variant of the Flood or the Covenant. Mm. Like it's either some like skittish insectoid alien race with religious leanings. Or it's some mindless, gonna consume the universe tyrannid thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could really do with something else. I I do love the visual designs on the Vex, though. I love the visual designs. That mm-hmm. again, I, I praise that in the review. The the visual part is brilliant, and mm-hmm. the backstory is great. Bunchy is fantastic at lore, but when and it they comes give to us some. they actually give us stuff, some in this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's actual, like I said, act, enough story for me to give a shit. I'm like, oh, that's that's the Fallen's deal. I get it now. Mm. They're, they're not just, oh, there's some things that are there to be shot at, and they're really in really obvious clumps, like a really obvious MMO. Mm. Um, like, they still are in very obvious spots in Destiny 2, but the world building around it and the level design is so much better oh, that phenomenal. it doesn't look obvious. It's yeah. nowhere near as obvious as it they, used to be. They have made hundreds and hundreds of tiny quality of life adjustments that has to me it's to me it's a perfect sequel because it's it's done that thing where it hasn't revolutionized it because it didn't need to everyone's saying oh it's just more destiny was like well yeah that's what i want but i want it to be better (laughs) yeah the the core of destiny was fantastic and compelling yeah. It just had so much around it that made it feel sterile and, and just mm. unengaging. Oh, oh man. That, that, on that point, this one feels so much more alive. When you're oh, going yeah. around oh, the yeah. world, it's it's like there's so much activity and it just feels... In just, the review, I called teeming it... teeming with life. <laughs> I called it No Man's Sky Without Direction in the review. <laughs> like, especially uh, Nessus. When you mm. touch down on Nessus with the like the bright green and the contrasting oh red God. of the the, mm. the foliage, Ness- I'm like, this is like a No Man's Sky planet, yeah. but with actual design. Nessus like is someone actually gorgeous. crafted this, and it's beautiful. Nessus is so pretty. I had to like do a tweet of like the colors and stuff, <laughs> like with a video. I also like the 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 faction uh, on that one, uh, Failsafe. I find Failsafe quite amusing. Yeah, she's fun in the events as well, actually. The little yeah. banter between her and the ghost. Um, can I talk quickly about my favourite thing about Destiny 2, though? Which is, is kind it, of... Yeah. Is this the thing you mentioned when yes. we were doing... Yeah, yeah, the topic list. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I saw a post which I shared on Twitter. I think, Jim, you saw it too. About um a person who had posted in the subreddit who was a mute... Mm-hmm. And who didn't, because they they couldn't talk to other people, was worried that maybe they wouldn't be kind of valued as a teammate or whatever and was looking for some people to play with and got such a response and so many people took this person through all the raids and the strikes and stuff and and that person then told their story on Reddit and how happy that Destiny community made them. 
And that made me think about how, barring the Crucible, I will say this, barring the Crucible, the mechanics generally in Destiny, like Journey before it, they encourage this lovely um, cooperative kind atmosphere, <laughs> you know, where where it's your it's your job part of the game is to help other people and to have them help you and i really think that affects the spirit of the community in general when you're it's like this you're all in it together you know mm-hmm. maybe it's, i'm it's reading too much into it or overly it's sentimental similar to how or... i think about um the soul series the soulsborne games it mm. what they it, it is something that the bunch has done very effectively is reinforce that idea that you are all guardians all on the same side yeah. Um and, and really reinforces that in the environment which of course Barring Crucible is always player versus environment. There are no mm-hmm. PvP alternatives within the game world. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly suggesting that you are all on the same if, side. If you see and if you want to have a scrap, you go to a very specific place to you take it outside, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And if you see another player, it's like there's someone who can who can either help me or I can help them. It's not going to be like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. And it, what I like to do is just wander around the city, like the the, the, the hub area, um, mm. crouching and doing the hide emote in front of people. <laughs> that's, that's basically how I like to spend my time, more so than getting loot and, and gaining power. I've been addicted to the public events. They are so I, I do like those. Oh, my God. Yeah. I uh, love that they've put them on the map now with a timer. That is such a huge... Again, these little quality of life things that just make the game so much better than the first one because you see the public event, you're like, let's go there. Let's get this done. Whereas in the first game, you'd be waiting, wandering around maps for, like, hours trying to find the goddamn things, you know? Mm-hmm. And and another, I mean, more to that point is just how much more instantly rewarding the game is yeah. compared to the first one. Like, you level it's it's so as simple fast. as boss fights not feeling as like like you know you're chipping away at a tree yeah. trunk with a Swiss Army knife anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. like they're still beefy; they still take a while. But yeah. I'm not bored. I'm not like, oh my god, we have been. T- poking out of this wall and shooting at this thing for half a fucking hour. Yeah. Um, things are a lot more. In it, they, they dynamic and energetic and fast paced, and absolutely. the rewards are more tailored to you. Like I always feel like I'm getting m- weapons and gear that I I do need a regular clip, not yeah. like the last one where it's like I've gone through this entire raid and got felt like I've got nothing, nothing. to show for it. Yeah. Um, oh, the legendaries time, drop at an insane rate. Like yeah, they really I, are good. I at played, it this time around. I played Destiny one. Probably for over like 50, 60 hours, I think I saw one legendary weapon for my entire time. In two days of Destiny 2, I have eight exotics. Did I say legendary there? I meant exotics. I have now got eight exotics in Destiny 2. In fact, they might even drop a little bit too frequently, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> well, I think they, they've... I feel like they've struck a decent balance because yeah. the power level that you're, you're, you're gaining still takes a fair good while to, to grow. Yeah, and that's obviously where grind. the real game is. Once, once that's you where hit, the grind of it is. Once you hit 265, it's like, whoa, the leveling just slows down to yeah. super but slow then. At the same time, it doesn't feel like as like the same uphill struggle it did before, just because you're still getting really interesting exotics and legendary drops. Yeah. So it's still you're still getting gains, and you still 
And Even if it's more illusionary than, than real, you're still thinking to yourself, well, and, I'm getting a little bit more powerful every time. And as importantly as that, the activities that you're doing, end game activities, are so much more varied and fast and fun than, There's what, a lot. than yeah. what you had to do in Destiny 1 to get that shit. There, there is an absolute ton. Like the mm. again with the first one, I, I felt like the only way to effectively do anything was just like, um, you know, well this was the the early game, so this was before a lot of the the later stuff came. So yeah. it was like the same multiplayer missions over and over again against the yeah. same long, long grindy bosses to yeah. get something that might not even be useful to me. Yeah. Whereas and in that's this just one... not the same this time. In this one, there's so many side missions, so mm-hmm. many like secret little dungeons to find. I haven't even scratched the surface of all that shit. And I'm like, yep. I think I have 269 power now and I haven't even scratched the surface of all the stuff in the game. I mean, if anything, I'd say like there's a, there's a risk of it being almost overwhelming, like the amount of yeah. tokens and reputation gains of that you can do and the daily challenges and the lost sectors and the adventures and the patrols and oh my god you can get bethesda syndrome with it where you set off to do a thing and then three hours later after doing so many other things you're like what was i doing again what was i supposed to be doing (laughs) yeah it's a it is a pretty great game um there's still a lot of room for improvement i think Mm. Um, mostly with the universe building and everything. And let's uh, but le- let's call out. I know people are going to want us to talk about the shaders thing. I don't think it's as important as everyone's going on about. But yeah, it is a shit system and it pisses me off. It makes so me. I think it it you should never dread getting better loot than what you have, and that's what the shader system is doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I've lucked out and I've got loot that I kind of want to keep right now because the sub. Like they, they, it basically feels like it's like everything I'm wearing is tailored to a stormcaller. Yeah. Um. So the stuff I'm wearing right now is like regenerating my abilities ludicrously fast. Actually. So I'm feeding whenever I get other gear that's better than it. I'm. I've just been feeding it to the other gear to strengthen the power of that, um, which has helped with the shader thing as well. Because now I'm bright purple and pink and feel fantastic. Do you know that you mentioned that? Sorry, guys, if I'm fucking talking over No, no, no. It's, it's, it's really enjoyable to listen to you talking about. I, I'm having a beer, so I'm, I'm loosening up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that you mentioned that, Jim, that is one criticism I do have of the game. There are some little uh, things, quality of life things in the game that I think shouldn't be. Uh, I think everyone should just have it. Here's an example, right? Uh, here, I'll give you two examples very quickly. Uh, one of the the sparrow bikes I got has a uh, power that summons it more quickly, and I think that should just be the standard. Oh, that really should be. Yeah, that I don't want to sit there watching a little thing fill up. To, yeah. before I can get and, on my little ride. And one of the costume, one of the armors I got, um, lets me hover in the air, and sh- and aim and shoot, but only if I'm a sunslinger. And I feel like, man, if that was just. A mechanic that everyone had, where you could just hover in the air and shoot. Yeah, I just I yeah. don't Actually, see why that couldn't an be early, a thing. I had an early problem with like the opening level of Destiny Two because yeah. it had been a while since I played Destiny and I forgot about that. Yeah. And so I was like, my brain was not comprehending the idea that I could fly and float. Yeah. But the moment I looked down the sights, I drop. Yeah, and for I, I it, it just it broke my brain a little bit until I, don't I got like used that to it. Mechanic. 
I don't. I, and and this mechanic now on the on the exotic, it lets you. It doesn't just let you keep floating. You actually hover in in that spot. If you get me, and yeah, shoot. yeah, and no, yeah. Is, I see what you mean. It's so that's much fun better, to do. Yeah. But this armor has like zero resilience, <laughs> but I can't take it off because that mechanic's too much fun. And it makes me think, I don't like that they locked off some of the most fun mechanics into certain gear. I don't, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I hope that's something they patch, but I don't think by they the, will. By the same token, though, and this really, you know, it, it unfortunately proves their point. Mm. I really want to find something like that now. Yeah. <laughs> I really want that one. Yeah, you get um, you get shredded when you wear it because it has like you, you know there's like three uh, tiers of stats and the resilience on it is zero. So you yeah. literally have to be jumping all the time <laughs> to get any use out of it. But it's cool. It's got big fucking like golden wings on it and shit. I'm sure anyone who's playing a warlock class probably has this armor because I think it's the weekly thing from the Eververse. I don't know what it's called. Sorry. Mm. You know oh, what? You know I may have I may have just saw the power rating of one then, and just because I'm playing a warlock, maybe I just fed it to the thing I already have, which I probably would have kept over it just because being able to lob grenades at the rate I'm lobbing them is really yeah. nice. Uh you know what? My favorite. Sorry, um, Laura. You. you uh, <laughs> it's been right. talking over you. I, now I was just going to make minutes. a little gag. I was just going to say my favorite uh, piece of equipment I have in the game so far that I I do legitimately have now is the Destiny. Uh, Virgin Media branded Sparrow. Oh, you got that? I, I, I happen to use Virgin Media anyway, ah. so I went and had a look, and I am entitled to a Virgin Media Sparrow, so nice. it's actually, like, it's... It's actually not that bad. How does it it's, feel it, driving a commercial around so, the world? Like, there's no obvious <laughs> commercials painted on it. Like, it's yeah. not as okay. tacky as I expected. I was imagining you like a NASCAR yeah, driver. No, like, I initially picked it up thinking, oh, this will be hilarious to drive around on, like, a big, blaring, obvious advertisement. And I was like, yeah, this is actually just, like, kind of a cool red and white Sparrow, and I quite like I it, and it's not tacky. It, I'm a little disappointed it doesn't have Richard Branson's beaming beard. I know. I wish it was. Well, that'd be I great wish it was good if you were riding on the back of. If you're riding on the back of Richard Branson and he's got little rockets coming out of his feet, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I, Did you know? Up Richard, I wanted Richard it to be Branson worse. once appeared in the Transformers comics. <laughs> Did he? Good. He was actually a character in a Transformers comic. Good. Yeah. I'm glad he did. <laughs> I'm really happy he did. Good, good. On you know what him? I like about oh, cross You know what I like best about Destiny Two though. What is that? I got the throwing up emote, oh, yeah. and <laughs> I've equipped that, and I just walk around the Eververse in front of it, pretending to throw up. <laughs> I got the salty one. I'm Have protesting. You seen the salty one. Um, you do like the chef. The salty chef motion and some like oh, glittery right. salt comes out of your fingers. It's great. Nice. I want glitter. Actually, the Eververse kind of pisses me off because I feel like once you hit the glimmer cap, I feel like it should start converting your glimmer into silver. I think that would be a fair way to reward your time put in as opposed to your fucking money put in. I mean, yeah, people talk about how you can get shaders like throughout the game, and it's true, you can. You know, they it's like the Overwatch system; you level up and get new boxes uh, or bright engrams, as they call them. But you really never get. I mean, can you? I, I've not encountered a chance to get silver other than purchasing. Them. No, not me. Either. That really you, is purchasing. You get silver dust, 
which is what you buy the shit. It's do you know what? It's almost Assassin's Creed Unity levels of bullshit um, currencies. I mean, just yeah, let us uh... change our glimmer into silver once we've too much. Because when someone has a hundred thousand glimmer, they've played the game a long time. They've done a lot of shit. Just give us a little reward for that, you know. Sorry, Ramto. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a, a bad suggestion. I mean, obviously, I would rather them not be in there to begin with and people have shaders the way they were. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of things in previous games being held to ransom like that to begin with. Yeah, I really And that, that is the biggest drawback I, I find in the game because, you know, I think games are more than a kill-death ratio and especially in a game like Destiny where they do push that cooperative element, where they yeah. do push social stuff. People do want to stand out. It does affect the game. Absolutely. It's not just, you know, making your gun better, being able to kill what? something well, better isn't the, all there is to a video game. The whole game is about loot. <laughs> yeah. And showing yeah. off your loot. Let's be honest. It's all about that's showing what Destiny is about. It's about having the cool loot. And if you can't use your shaders, then, you know, there's a flaw there. Yeah. And I hope they change that because... It, it and it yeah, the amount of people that are like I I just think it sucks. I'm not pissed off, but there are people who are seriously angry about that. <laughs> I, I I think that I think that just demonstrates the point I've been trying to make for over a year now, um, and and I'm gonna have to do a full video on is the fact that this whole it's just cosmetic argument is complete shite, and I don't even think the people who make that argument would agree if it were recontextualized to some cosmetics they cared about. Because if you really don't care about the cosmetic side of a game, why why would you even care about what it looks like, about mm. what the character design is like, what the levels look like? You wouldn't. Like All of that is part of what makes a game a game, is what it looks like. And yeah. people care about what they look es- like in a game. Especially a game like Destiny, where the whole point is the loot grind. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that was part of what people did with the first Destiny, was constantly getting pictures of their guardians and showing them on social media. People want to show off how cool they've made themselves um, look. It, That's part of the game experience. Even in games where like it's not the point, it can be like... I remember playing Fallout 4 and being so disappointed by how shit my... Ar- if I wanted to have good armour... Mm-hmm. I remember being so like you had to like get all the bits of the combat armor and it just looks so oh, the first, shite. And the, the first mod I installed on Fallout yeah. 4 was the one that let you wear any type of clothing alongside your armor. Exactly. Mm. So that I didn't exactly. have to just wear a soldier's outfit with or, armor bits. Or just good armors that like let you put up the stats on good outfits because I like even the synth armor looks like you're walking around with a fucking toilet seat on your head. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and even though I'm playing most of that game in first fucking person, I still care about what my character's wearing. Yeah, well, yeah because like, it's there, such there a, still because there's so much of a social element to it. You know that other people are going to see you, and you want to be cool when they see you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's true of um, of Destiny. Destiny, and and I yeah. tell you what, to to bring it up again, that's well, I don't think there's any of... other game in the last few years where you actually see your character more often than you do in Fallout Four. You see them every time they talk. So mm. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like if cosmetics didn't matter, fashion souls wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. people love and and I love the 
like making my character look as as cool as I you know my idea of, of what a cool thing looks like, yeah. um, at least within that universe as I can. In a uh, primarily part of it. In a primarily visual medium, it's extremely disingenuous to suggest that looks don't matter. And I Absolutely. always always find this when people like say, "Remember when people cared about gameplay, not graphics?" I'm like, "No, that is not." people always cared about graphics <laughs> yeah always. like unless you're specifically talking about zork yeah then or, or a lot of us yeah <laughs> like yeah that that is when it didn't matter when graphics mattered yeah, i remember when donkey the business kong, was in its infancy when graphics didn't matter when donkey kong uh, came out on the super nintendo and they it at the time was so advanced compared to anything else that was out people lost their shit Mm-hmm. It, was, it was an all right game. It was pretty fun, but it got way more attention than it would have if it was this an, is an ugly industry ass that, piece of shit. It's an industry that constantly sells games on what they look like. Yeah. And I don't think that having, you know, high end fucking Square Enix level graphics is important, but yeah. I do think that visual elements, visual design, it, it's intrinsically linked to the enjoyment of a game. Yeah. Especially depending on the game, like for example, Assassin's Creed 2, the reason that that game has such a special place in my heart is because of Venice and Florence. You know, it's not because of the clunky mm-hmm. combat and it's not because of the kind of awkward missions. It's because of the beautiful atmosphere they made with those visuals and with the sound. So there. So yeah, cosmetics matter. And. Yeah. Eventually, I'll just make a whole video on that so I can point people to it every time I hear, it's just cosmetics, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Laura, we need to let you talk. I've been talking over you all episode now. That's all right. Like, Destiny 2 so far has been one of those things for me where it's like, yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I I don't feel as passionately about it as either of you, so I'm, I'm just happy to sort of sit back and let you two both get your... Get you, get your words said. <laughs> you know, there's enough weeks where I prattle on that I don't mind sitting down and just having a listen to you two chat for a bit. Awesome. But yeah, Destiny, pretty great. Uh, some things I'd like to see change still. Shame about Activision's avarice popping yeah. in. Yeah. Otherwise, I've, I've been playing it a lot. To be fair, it could have been worse. Let's be happy it's yeah. only shaders for now. I, I mean, actually, I don't... I never want to the, say that because I, I that's that that's where it starts to become <laughs> banal, it, and it always has been. It's yeah. always gotten worse, and they always see what like what line can we push this further, mm. so that the other stuff will just not look as bad. And I yeah. so I try and still maintain it that none of it's acceptable. Yeah. It's, and it's, I realise that to some I just look like a deluded zealot when I do <laughs> yeah. that, but to me it's important that that's how I do it. It's so much more generous with the ships. Yeah. I've been given four ships. It's great. It took it. I play again with Destiny One. I played for like fifty, sixty hours. I think I got maybe one ship given to me, and I had to buy another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I did get a good couple and ships. ships. I've got a couple of nice ships. Way cooler looking in mm. this one. I've got this one now that literally looks like three big dildos stuck together, nice. and I've coloured it pink so it looks even more dildoy. It's awesome. I'd somehow missed that when you, if you were to replace the. I forget what they call it. When you respawn and the, a logo appears when you respawn. Mm. I didn't uh, know or somehow missed that it's consumed and gone if you replace it. So I was just dicking around and replaced what? the one that made a little pink bunny head appear oh, yeah, when I what? spawn and I can't get it back. What is now, I'm that? I'm sad. I've been looking at those in my inventory going, what do they do? What exactly is it? When you, when you die, 
um, yeah. when you respawn, uh, uh, an image appears. And it's, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, I didn't really notice it until I got a pink bunny to appear. And I'm like, and that stuck out. At Does me. it come appear over your, your character, is it? It's sort of as you phase into the, the game for uh, when you reappear. Okay. It's part of that effect. It's part of okay. the, the spawning effect. Um, oh, I've never noticed the, the one I've got at the moment is a gold crucible logo, which is nice, but it's no pink bunny rabbit. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm really upset that I lost that pink bunny <laughs> rabbit. By the way, so upset. People, for the love of God, learn how to trigger the heroic events. <laughs> uh, oh God, they're really fun as well. I like the heroic events. Yeah, it does There's take like, a bit to work out if because I didn't want to read up on how to unlock them. I wanted them to be nice surprises. Oh, really? But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I oh, get this annoyed. This needs to be a heroic now. event. How I am I doing this? Okay, if people aren't shooting the ship. <laughs> I remember I think it was the last public event I did recently where I'm like I was the only one picking up the little the the arc energy ball things and running them over to the the thing I think it was me and one or two other people and they're all focusing on the walker and I'm like can I do this before they kill me yeah it's weird it's like a competition between you and the other players that have to do this before they finish the mission yeah, but again, in the spirit of cooperation, we're only doing it for their own good because yeah. we're getting them better loot. They just we're saving them from themselves. The poor <laughs> fools. Uh, I think my my biggest takeaway from like all I've really done is gone through the uh, the the campaign is most of what I've done, and it just feels like this is starting in an infinitely stronger like starting position than the first destiny. Like it's not to say mm, I don't yeah. have problems with it, but. It is stu- it, from from day one. It feels like a much more complete package, and yeah, I'm definitely. excited to like. I'm excited to jump into something that on day one feels interesting to play, rather than feeling yeah, like I'm having to thing... wait for it to be fleshed out. Go on, Jim. One okay. I was gonna say one thing that illustrates that key difference is the fact that. I can't remember any of the characters from the first Destiny, and I know many have come back for Destiny 2, but I still can't remember them in Destiny. But in Destiny 2, I can remember them, and I know what their deal is. Mm. I remember hearing the name Ikora over and over in Destiny 1 and having no idea who it was, and now I know who, who that person now is. Now I know, yeah. I know exactly who Isora is, what her motivations are. It's almost like you understand these characters more when you get told a proper story. The only person I remember from Destiny 1 was um, Nathan Fillion playing Nathan Fillion. Mind you, my memory of that goes all the way back to uh, Dinklage. Oh, God, yeah. That whole business. (laughs) The only thing I remember about Destiny 1's story is that that wizard came from the moon and they patched that bit out before the game even released. Ah. And that's the one bit I remember of the story. What, the wizard from the moon? That wizard came from the moon. That's still one of the best lines that never made it into a video game. It's it's up there with their sinking cities with a giant worm, isn't it? As one of uh, the, giant worm. As I one of the all-time great video game lines. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone forgot about the giant worm line too quickly. That that should go down as like, you know, Jill Sandwich. Everyone remembers that, but I feel like giant worm should should be remembered in the so. same font. <laughs> same I font honestly way. do believe that that <laughs> the sinking cities with a giant worm needs to to enter the hall of fame. I don't know yeah. why it never it never seemed to have that long. Jet, mind you, we're in a different world now where things come and go so quickly. 
You know, back in the good old days, back in the 90s, memes were memes. They stuck around. They were. Yeah. And then these liberal arts students came in. (laughs) These millennials killing the meme industry. (laughs) Killing Uh, the giant city sinking worm industry. Yeah. These damn millennials. Sales of Jill sandwiches are down because these millennials are making their own sandwiches at home out of (laughs) Susan and Billy. Uh, uh, we got a couple of other bits of news quickly before we finish up. Uh, if we're done with yeah. Destiny stuff, um, Steam We've is talked about Destiny for half an hour. I think <laughs> people are going to be like, Jesus, move on. Uh, Steam is currently blocked in Malaysia. The whole service, you can't use Steam in Malaysia anymore. Do you want to know why Ooh. it got blocked in Malaysia? I do know because why, but I think there's an update that Half Life Three isn't coming out. Oh, no, no. Something much better than that for a reason. This this involves blasphemy, if I'm remembering yes, yes. correctly. Uh, you can't access Steam in Malaysia right now because Malaysia doesn't like the fact that there is an early access game available on Steam where Jesus can punch Buddha in the face. <laughs> if I recall correctly, Steam actually is back in Malaysia, but the game isn't. If oh, have they have they done that now? The last, I saw was, that. Uh, the last I saw was a couple of days ago, so... This, there's this, it was cer- it certainly was blocked. Yeah, so there's this game called Fight of Gods that's been around for a while, and it's basically, here's different gods from different religions, and you make them fight each other in a 2D fighting game. And it's not really picked up any, like, notoriety until they... It, I think it finally came out of early access, and they added in a couple of additional characters, and the big two that everyone talked about were, oh, there's a trailer where Jesus punches Buddha in the face and everyone paid attention. And that's how you get it. And that was offensive in Malay. That's interesting. Isn't Malaysia primarily Islamic? I have no idea. Let's have a look. Religion. I think they are. Jin I don't think Christianity or Buddhism is. Malay- I, I know they're Religion both there, Malaysia. but I don't, I don't think either that's one it. is the primary. Uh, they... This is a great podcast because you're going to learn when LA Noir came out and the dominant religion of Malaysia. I'm almost sure it's Islam. Um. Buddhism was incredibly influential in Malaysia prior to the arrival of Islam. Uh, the majority of the current Chinese population arrived during the British rule of Malaya. Okay, so, like, the the country has a very strongly tied history of Buddhism. Buddhism was very influential in the country for quite a long time. Now, that might just be it. Yeah, so, um... Basically, they sent a threat to Steam. They didn't contact the developers, but they contacted Steam and were basically like, hey, get rid of this game off of all of Steam, or we're going to block Steam in your country. You have 24 hours. And 24 Um, hours later, Steam was blocked in all of Malaysia. (laughs) Ireland actually still has a a blasphemy law like that, technically. By law, you could ban something like that in our in this country. And someone tried to show how stupid this law is last year because Stephen Fry went on a rant during an interview about God, and someone tried to um, prosecute him for that. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> to show how stupid our blasphemy rule was. Yeah, ha- having done quick research, it has gone up and it seen it has gone back live, and it does seem like the solution was that Steam has geo locked to this game. So basically, you cannot purchase this game in Malaysia, but the rest oh, of Steam is now accessible. But that is—I mean, that's better than not having any Steam. Yeah, at all, it's very weird but... to shut down an entire storefront because a game on it is not wanted. 
Yeah, well, I think it goes to show that these people who are like, oh, Steam is just a storefront, they've got no responsibility to it. Like, they do. Yeah. You are responsible for the things you sell, and sometimes... If you're selling a thing if, if, that is, like, potentially illegal in a certain country, you have to deal with trouble. that. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it falls on you to deal with it. Like, it's not going to be on the developer, because they're not the ones choosing where and when these things are sold. Mm-hmm. They're, they're up on Steam, and then it's Steam's business to handle the business. So yeah. there you go. I, there was I, a restaurant. I personally the don't think anything Bexley should Heath. ever be banned for being blasphemous. But you know, no uh, matter the re- no matter the religion or the place. <laughs> what they did to the Laughing Buddha in Bexley Heath was blasphemous. <laughs> I never went into it as a, I was a kid, but it was on the Broadway, and they had uh, like a. It wasn't a statue of Buddha, but he was like coming out. He was bronzed looking, and he was coming out of the wall a bit, like Han Solo in Carbonite. Y- you know what's uh, fucking... Except he was quite happy about it. But the problem is, is people would walk past and put their cigarettes out on him. So he had a belly full of cigarettes, and they were in his mouth. You know what's fucking blasphemy? What? Gordon Freeman sitting on someone's laptop as a half-written story while Steam sells fucking skins for T. Martin to shelter kids. Well, uh, here's, here's the difference, is that making a new Half-Life game would require financial risk because they have to spend money and hope they recoup it back. Whereas Steam they can just sit re- here and, and infinitely drown much, in money. How much money do Valve have? They can they could big make the most expensive game of all time and still shit money. Yeah, but also like I I can kind of it's depressing and I'm not a fan of this from the perspective of like I want another Half Life, but look, they don't have this to do make the effort because they can just sit here and rake in money, not really having to do anything. And if you Gavin, if you can make yeah. money not having to make a game, that's an easy thing to do. We were given a choice, Gav. Yeah. We could choose between Half-Life 3 mm. or we could choose between Senran Kagura, Peach Beach Splash. Oh, Peach Beach now Splash got every day. Beach, <laughs> we got Peach Beach Splash coming. So don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Wait, here's the tough one. You can either have Half-Life 3 or you can kick T. Martin and Pro Syndicate in the nuts. Um, mm. Considering I wrote off the idea that I'll see Half-Life 3 years ago... Uh, Actually, I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to kick anyone in the nuts. Yeah. I'd take the game. I'm not uh, inciting violence. This, this is just a, a joke. I wouldn't actually. I'd, I'd kick take them the in opportunity the to give them a ruddy good telling off. <laughs> mm. uh, what do we have left to get through very quickly? Um, oh, there is there is one thing I can like very quickly mention because when we're recording this, the Nintendo Direct hasn't aired yet, but it will have aired by the time uh, the podcast goes up. So. I've seen a bit of the direct, and I can talk about a thing that appeared in it last night for all of you. Um, the new Mario game has a uh, photo, a photo mode, and it's really adorable. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a dedicated button on the controller at all times where you can like, uh, you know, we were talking Gav about the photo mode in um, the Uncharted, uh, the Lost Legacy, the other the other day. Yeah. It's very similar to that. You can, like, you know, pause exactly where you are, move the camera around in, you know, three dimensions, uh, take a bunch of really nice screenshots. It's a very similar mode in, in, in a Mario game. So that's a cool thing. Cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's just a nice little thing that came out of the Direct. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's everything I've, I've got down on the list for today. There's, there was a thing about South Park, and I put it on the topic list, and I'm now just like, oh, I can't be fucking bothered uh... to deal with the... 
I don't know if I can be bothered to talk to, to bring it it's up. It's one of it's one of many topics this week. I've decided to just not get involved in. Yeah, I I can summarize my thoughts on this South Park thing as South Park have <clears throat> set uh, apparently the new South Park game does some things that on the surface look like very progressive moves, and I don't trust them because South Park is not typically known for sincere progressivism. So, I am dubious. That's my take on the South Park story of the week. Well, they're not known for sincere anything. Exactly. Like, any time I see a story about South Park are doing a sincere take on X, I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) So, don't don't buy into the fact they're going to be sincere about something. Wait until the game comes out and see how they then mercilessly mock sincerity. it's one of those situations like other ones recently where no matter what you think about it, it's going to piss someone off. Yes. And uh, I've had enough internet drama for one year. <laughs> yeah, I I can totally understand you on that. So, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've had a really quiet week. <laughs> yeah. I've, had a, I've had a quiet week, right? Here's, here's how I started my week, right? <laughs> I woke up Monday morning and thought to myself, you know what? I fancy a quiet week, so I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to do my work, just keep my nose clean, get into no trouble whatsoever, have a really quiet week. And you know what? By Tuesday, I'd accomplished that goal. Wednesday, this is just gravy. This is gravy on the meat. This is the icing on the cake. This is all just extra with how quiet it is. I feel great. Jim, do you ever find, though, and this is actually a question for anyone who's a creator who might be listening to this. For me, whenever there's a drama I get embroiled in, I curl up in a ball and freak out and go, oh God, no, I'm all on my own, make it stop. You seem to be much better at dealing with that that kickback than me. <laughs> I am now. I am now because I just turned the computer off. Yeah. Um, I, I stopped giving a fuck. I mean, obviously I care about, you know, what my audience thinks and I listen to feedback, but when it's uh, when it's on certain topics, I'm like, I know exactly how this is going down. Yeah. I'm just going to watch the May Young classic or something like that. I'm, I'm or play I'm, Destiny, which is what I did most of uh, most of this week and last week. I'm more like Laura. I start worrying about my career and like getting panicky and anxious and stuff and I'm just Oh like, yeah, Gosh. yeah, no, I mean don't worry that I get plenty of that as well, but <laughs> I I guess I'm, I've learned to cope with that part a lot better than I used to. Mm. And I, I, I specifically just take time away from the internet to remember that the world is fucking massive. Uh, in, in the last month, I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, like, Friday night last week, I published a thing about my whole, like, distrust of South Park. And um the internet got very angry at me and i just fucking ignored the internet for four days uh i turned mm. off turned off the internet and just didn't come back to it until like i it think it feels great doesn't yeah, it to do i that. i i posted this thing five <laughs> so, o'clock on friday and i didn't come back to the internet until what um 11 a.m tuesday and it was fucking good i was like oh now that the funny thing it, about yeah. me the funny thing with my my dealing with this is if it's something that's really serious and and genuinely threatening and intimidating, these days I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just skip off and be fine. If it's something, if someone says something about it being just cosmetic, I will be all day ruminating and scowling. Mm. How dare you? Why, how dare you say the Jimquisition isn't news? Of 
course it's not fucking news. That's not a criticism, you fool. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like you could, I could get a hundred angry comments from people saying you're you fucking blah blah blah, and it kind of is water off a duck's back. But one single disappointed fan who's genuinely hurt by something I've said or done, that is what really mm. gets you in the heart, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's this? fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I feel like since I've started this new job, I have been getting better and better at just walking away, which is uh, which is well, nice. You're on Kotaku, Laura. You're gonna have to now. <laughs> oh no, I like in the in the six weeks I've been there, I've not read a single comment on the website, okay. and I like have taken like multiple like here's a four day break from social media, and it's wonderful. Yeah. So. Kotaku's like an instant rage trigger for some people anyway. So. Uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying my work and I feel like not too shitty about walking away from the internet now. So hooray. Well, speaking of your work that you're enjoying and speaking of the internet that some people might be on this very second. This very second. How can they find out? Yeah, this very second. It's, it's, it's magnificent, the internet. You can do it in real time <laughs> and they can see your work where... Uh, you can find the things I do at kotaku.co.uk, where I write Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Uh, by the time that this podcast goes up, I should have an article up on kotaku.co.uk. Uh, I believe it's entitled something like 12 questions I now have about Mario's hat or something to that effect, mm. because the new Nintendo Direct reveals like one weird piece of information about Mario Odyssey, which is that um, Mario's hat with the eyeballs has a sister so i ask a bunch of what oh did we not get into this there's a whole Uh, family of these terrifying hats story short the hat the mario hat with the eyeballs has a sister which is princess peach's tiara with eyeballs no um no 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 that's not happening no that's real i'm not having more of these real Mm. uh like i i ask a bunch of questions this will be up by the time that the podcast goes up things like oh god if hats have if hats have brothers and sisters do hats have dna can hats no, fuck no no so, i don't want to think about hat fuck yeah so go read my article about hat fuck on <laughs> kotaku.co.uk or <laughs> yeah oh, no. or, or uh, follow me oh, no. follow me on twitter and youtube at laura k buzz uh, i'm still doing a monday to friday let's play of mario plus rapids kingdom battle so go go watch some of that Gavin, I'm sorry I dropped that on you at the last minute, Jim. (laughs) How can people hear the music? (laughs) Mr. Jones and me. (laughs) Well, it's about the inside of the TV and it's very pretty. Okay, I'm happy again now. Um, How how can people find out your music, Gavin? You can go to YouTube and look for Miracle of Sound. And the latest song is about Arya Stark. And I have nice. the wonderful Carly Ann on vocals again for that one, so check that out. I haven't listened to that one yet, but yeah. I'm look. I, Arya Stark is Arya Stark's whole character development throughout the the books and the series just magnificent. She's stuff. a little badass. So. She's everyone's oh, favorite. Yeah. Everyone's favorite little Terminator. <laughs> um, I guess that'll do it. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to Podquisition as per usual. Thank you all for supporting the Jimquisition project thing mess and we'll see you next time goodbye bye Bye. (laughs) i like bjork